Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Another battle DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black bullies in the back of the bus, just smacking you up. And stealing your lunch, ready to search you. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Fucking what? Why does the internet hate us? It's heard what we have to say. Oh dear. This is the podcasting uh, equivalent of that um, Bucks Heat game. We are the podcasting equivalent of Jason Kidd's fucking coaching career. <laughs> first, first coach wide this year? Actually, no. Jason Kidd has a lot more people who believe in his ability to do his job than, than anybody does. The ability of us to fucking connect the internet and chat to each other. Balls Podcast, episode 301, massive overreactions to like one game of basketball. It's, a, it's an annual tradition and we intend to honour it. Shall, shall we talk about the wins pool starting exactly as it finished? With, with you and you and I battling for the lead and Adam getting <laughs> two, Adam, two wins? Adam's picked all the fucking, all the chalk, all the chalk champions, the Nets and the Lakers, and he is, uh, he is he's the sled dog at the back of the train, mm. you know. The, the view never changes. All you see is assholes. I have to say I didn't think I would be in the situation where I would be cheering for Trey Young's team to do better than Luka Doncic's team. Yet here we are. I got I got real joy out of the Hawks beating the Mavs today. And, and Trey Young didn't didn't play didn't do the all of fucking Trey Young's better under these rules because he's less of a fucking, you know, snaking yeah. foul hunting flute. It's good to see that he can play the game without requiring any of that sort of shit. I think but the, he, only, he only got like twenty points, didn't he? He, I, he and Luca basically played each other to a standstill as far as I know, but the the final sort of proved that last year though, because everyone was like, Well, as soon as you can game plan for him, he's too small and he'll get shut down. And he's like, Well, no, actually I'm I'm a pretty smart player. I can he's a bit curry like in that he'll just work his way around the around whatever they throw at him. You know he was playing the Knicks mm. and an imploding Sixers team. Although Comparing that to the standards, but it's almost like saying, you think that was an imploding uh, Sixers team? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the, the Sixers will always outdo themselves in terms of their ability to implode. When does the honeymoon Jesus over Daryl end? Like, this isn't best practice, surely. Well, you know, someone shared that meme, you know, with the, the person riding the bike and they stick the pole through their own spokes and then blame someone else. Someone showed that meme, but with both the Sixers and Ben Simmons's camp being the cyclist, yeah. sticking the fucking pole through their spokes, falling over and then blaming each other. This is a fucking shambles. This is an embarrassment to everybody involved. I don't know who thinks they're winning, but basically everybody's losing. Yeah, except for people who want to see the process fail, which you know, in a way, it's good to see the process fail because this was the most cynical exploitation of the fucking of the draft rules, and it's kind of nice to see that in the end, it's fucking failed because this obsession with process over everything—it doesn't matter what you do to people's brains—results with a with a inherently mentally flawed, you know. Star, for want of a better word, because these people, Joel Embiid is supposed to be a star. 
Ben Simmons is supposed to be a star. All these people they drafted at the top of the league are supposed to be stars. But Ben Simmons is so cooked by everything that's happened to him and also probably by what he brought with him that he's not capable of being a star. That's very clear. The the despicable thing the Sixers did today was question his mental health. And if you've read any anything about his family situation at the moment, uh, you don't say shit like that. Well, they Sixers. accused him of malingering effectively, didn't they? They said, yeah. look, he's, he's clearly made up the mental health thing as, as an excuse. Mm. I reckon he's probably cooked in the head. Oh. But, you know, because of – and it would not be surprising for the entire fucking nation, if not the world, to say, wow, that guy fucking sucks. What a loser. Mm. After, after clearly, f- you know – Having a brain snap in a really important moment, but this is the this is the second. He should be. He should have mental health issues. But you know, I don't understand how he wouldn't. But this is the second top tier player that the Sixers have cooked mentally. Uh, second, I think it's more than that. They've cooked all of them. <laughs> yeah, but like really, like you know, Fultz went from being a number one. Well, what was he? Number two draft pick to no, he was number one, wasn't he? They moved up to number one to get him. You're only counting faults. What about the guy who was? It was. Uh, oh fuck! I've forgotten his name. Which the, is awful. the guy they they shipped off to the Nets. Shirley, the guy who was drinking Shirley Temples. The yeah. guy who, who completely lost the plot. Look, uh, the, the the three or four dudes that they've cooked with their process. Yeah. Look, fuck the Sixers. I really, really didn't want to pick the Sixers when they fell to me in the in the draft, and um, yeah, I'm not I'm not super comfortable with them. Uh, being on my fucking list of, of teams that, that count towards my my score, to be perfectly honest. But I, I do I do find NBA media a bit funny though because the the Knicks beat the Celtics in oh, I don't double know, overtime. But, that was a fucking amazing game. That was so much fun. Yesterday's games, which which will be like a couple of days ago, yeah. the, the the second night of games in the NBA was so much fun. Yeah. Every single like every game I watched, I watched four games, and every single one of them, apart from the one involving your team was just tremendous and went to overtime or the last play with the Kangs winning and the Knicks winning and all kinds of cool stuff. I thought that Nuggets Suns game was a pretty good game though. They like there was some good playing and it just wasn't yeah, close. Yeah, it, it didn't yeah. it didn't end up close. Yeah, yeah. It was about, it was about twenty points in it. But the, the Knicks Celtics was great. The um the the Kangs the Kangs um Blazers game was just it was like the Kangs it was just fantastic to see the Kangs hang on to something. After you were like cursing me out when I, I was talk, talking them up, and then the whole I almost of a sudden- did it again because I was I was at, at one point in today's um, Dubs Clippers game, which was the only close game that was on today. It was sort of oh, you know the Clippers might as well you know put you know pull the starters. This game's over, mm. and uh, <laughs> twenty minutes later the uh, the Clippers had made a run. But um, but uh, Steph Steph Curry was just disgusting to watch today. He was just tremendous. Yeah, someone posted their next twelve games, and like, it, like they definitely should go over five hundred and could go better. And it's just like if if Clay comes back to this side and they're five hundred or over, uh, they're gonna feel like they're gonna really feel themselves. Like just the, just the jolt, the, the the emotional jolt the first time Clay gets on the floor. Um, well, well, the West are gonna keep taking lumps out of each other. I mean, there's no one great team in no. the West. No, and, and that's basically explained by the fact that everyone is picking like a different team to be number one in the West, whether it's Utah or the Lakers or the Clippers, or not the Clippers quite so much, but you know, or um, the Suns or wherever it is. Uh, everyone is kind of picking different teams to. Uh, mm. And Denver's to- sort of 
that was a real hey, don't forget about Denver us game. Denver real good. Yeah. Yes, they're like you know. Well, the thing is that you have to kind of doubt them because they don't, they don't have Jamal Murray, mm. but they're still everybody else is lacking somebody. So the Clippers were good without Kawhi. The the Dubs were good were good without. Um, it, it's like having every Western team lacking one of their major players makes the West yeah. about uh, the same level as the East, which, as we've always said, was has been shit forever. Mm. The the thing that worried me about the Lakers was they got awesome games out of LeBron and AD, and who's their third best player? I just I just don't know who their third best player well, is. Russ went two for a million or something. Yeah. I think you were right when you said you're expecting the uh the, the overreaction to be Russ is washed. And I don't think that's an overreaction. Mm. But you know, he's got he's gonna have time to figure out something. And he was terrible at the start of last year and he was really good at the end of last year. Yeah. Let's see what it looks like. And he'll have games where, random games where he'll just take off and LeBron and AD will sit back and let him do his thing and and he'll look awesome. Um, well, it's, it's been argued that the point of Russ wasn't for playoff basketball. It was to t- let LeBron and AD take 20 games off a season because they could just give throw the keys to Russ and let him, let him drive them home against shit teams. Mm. And, you know, he could – Russ on form could definitely see them past the bottom half of the league. Uh, without too much trouble, you'd like to think. Avery Bradley was an interesting uh, factor because he was on the Warriors and was their last cut and then turned up on the Lakers and was handy for them in uh, uh, in defense against the Dubs. It was a really weird kind of... Um, well, isn't he like the perfect... Demographic. Le- isn't he the perfect LeBron player, though? You know, defend really hard, stand in the corner and hit threes. That's, that's what he was, but he was actually more useful than he had been. Like, he happened to have a good game, I think, is the key point. Mm, okay. But, I mean, the dubs, you weren't stopping the dubs with Avery Bradley. Um, the dubs' movement was so pretty. There was there was always there was always an extra pass. There was always the extra move. Oh. It was exactly the kind of stuff that you want to see out of it. I mean, oh, the Bucks uh, had done it earlier that day and done the same kind of stuff, and it was fucking tremendous, but... Yeah, it's just nice to see pretty basketball being um, rewarded with wins. I did enjoy uh, Golden State Twitter, who like last year was like, just just fucking play pick and roll with Steph. What are you doing, passing the ball around so much? Yeah. This is bullshit. Fuck her, <laughs> Mark Jackson. And it's like, oh, actually, basically, you're putting a lot too much. Uh, you're putting too much faith in fucking Sam As fucking Asfendiari and that other fucking idiot. Um, but it, it turns out maybe they just picked the wrong the wrong role players last year. Like that happens, you know. You, yeah. You, you you don't get the right fit. You retool and like, maybe that's- Bob Myers had a shit year. Maybe yeah. he's going to have a better one this year. Yeah. Um, it's possible. It's possible. And and the 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 other like you know they still have those three high draft picks that they could just go. Ah, uh, well, you know who. Which which sort of mid to high level player can we get that will fit in that will just even give us a bigger push, or one of those young guys might pop. But you know that they seem to have a lot of upside. We still haven't we haven't seen Kamavinga. We haven't seen Wiseman this year. We haven't so many so much we haven't seen of this year from the from the Warriors, and they're already two and zero. Yeah, it's um. It's good times if you're a newly minted Goldstein <laughs> yeah. supporter. <laughs> yeah, you, pick, you you did the right thing by picking them and I, not like the Clippers I picked a or really good year to jump on that bandwagon and go, yeah. yep, I've always been here, don't know what you're talking about. So they got the Kings, the Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Thunder, the Hornets, the Pelicans, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, and the Bulls. 
Or they'll lose to the Kings. (laughs) (laughs) The only problem the Kings have is that Marvin Marvin Bagley's agent needs to shut the fuck up. Oh, man. He's whinging about the idea that Marvin Bagley wasn't offered the fucking Super Duper Max. And he's like, it's ridiculous that Marvin Bagley isn't being played, but isn't being started, but isn't being traded. I'm like, Marvin Bagley's not a good fucking basketball player, bro. I know you're doing your best for him as your agent, but he's not good at this shit. doesn't matter that he was drafted second. It's a bit like, and again, a little bit like with with Robert Sava and, and Aiton, it's a bit late for the club to suddenly work out maybe we shouldn't have invested all this fucking capital in you guys. L- but at L- least they've come to that conclusion now. L- Lowe was really funny on, on Aiton. He was like, I can see why they paid their 3 and D wing. You know, they paid the player that's hard to really hard to find and- uh, you know, Aiton still goes into restricted free agency. It's just that, you know, you can get that po- you can get that poison pill contract, or you can get a three year yeah. contract. Like, and so it's, it's as we the- talked about a week or two ago. It's a it could turn out to be an expensive and divisive way of ending up with the same result. Mm. Like, you could end up having to pay as much money as you probably were going to pay anyway, but you've also pissed off the player and his agent in the process. Yeah. So, like, Lowe was like, well, I can sort of see like the logic of it in that. You know that there are other players, but he's like, but why would you offer him a three-year max? Like, if you believe he's a max player, just offer him the five years. That's like, yeah, I never understood what, the, why, why is it important for you not to pay for years, years four and five? Like, do you know that like, he's got like a degenerative knee condition or something? Do you know he's going to explode in twenty twenty six? I mean, what the fuck? It doesn't make any sense at all. So it's very sons like. Yeah, but it's, it's almost like Robert Sava has a has a timed out. He's like, well, I plan to, I plan to be on the beach in twenty twenty five, and I, I don't want to pay for it. It's just it's just so weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Suns. Yeah, yeah. But you could be the Blazers. I mean, you're well, all the all the Mavs. To, like, oh, I was just thinking about this. Your own hasn't tried to smuggle fucking remains of of extinct animals across international borders recently, so or at least he hasn't been caught for it. But yeah, the Mavs, an old mate with his big collars, and he's and you know this. Oh, we're going to play the mid range game. We're going to post up, and everyone's like, like there was some there was some actual journalists that were like optimistic about this stuff. And well, I mean, but- if everybody's playing a, a, a three and D game and somebody plays mid range, then they've got a then there's a niche there. Then they, they might be able to exploit a niche. But not if you're as dumb as Jason Kidd is as a yeah. coach. I don't care how good a basketball player he is. He's a fucking stupid coach. But but even the stuff with Paul Zingas, like the, the the things that they were talking about him doing, he's never been good at doing. Like, even when he was killing yeah. it in New York, he was As not good Carlisle at- Carlisle pointed out when yeah. he talked about the value of a Paul Zingas post-up being fuck all, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel a bit I feel a bit bad for Luca. He'll be fine. I mean, he's, you know, he's like 20-odd going on 40-odd. He's he's an old professional. He basically plays the game. When I see Luca, I see like- um, who was that? Uh, who was that old Serbian point guard who the Clippers brought over? Who played as though he had a, he had a, a a durry on the go at all times? I kind of see Luca in the jet. He's been brought up in his basketball by guys like that. Mm. He's seen everything. You can't surprise him. He is the ultimate cynic. And if he has an idiot fucking coach, then he knows that he just has to hang around for a bit, and the idiot fucking coach will be moved on. So, well, like I think the, the thing with Luca is he's such a professional and. 
uh, and I mean professional in, in, as a pragmatist. Like, yeah, he was it, born a professional. He'll 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 have kid worked out within four weeks, and if he thinks that kid yeah. has no chance of being a good coach, he'll just go to Cuba and go. This guy's not going to be a good coach, man. Yeah, which do you want me to go or do you want him to go? Because yeah, yeah. one of us is leaving, and I don't. I think you need to figure out which of that is going to be. You know, whereas Dirk would just suffer along with you know increasingly bad teams put around him for the years that he had left and was, you know, the good foot, foot soldier and and didn't really complain. But I can't see Luca doing that. Yeah. And the front office there in, in um, Mavsville is a little bit – I don't even know the, the GM isn't at the moment because they've, they've gone through that it's, whole – It's the – Everyone not- got fired and everyone left after the, the Haralabob situation. Isn't it the Nike executive, I think? It's the guy they poached oh, from Nike. Christ. Uh, I don't know if he's in charge – I thought he was brought in a little bit like Worldwide Wes was uh, at, in, at the Knicks in terms of a relationship manager, not an actual string puller. So I'm not sure who's actually managing the cap and the, and the contract. So imagine <laughs> C- the Nike Cuban. dude isn't managing the cap and the contracts. Cuban. Cuban's the one doing that. Fuck. He's just playing fantasy basketball. Nick Nico Harrison is the Mavs general manager. I have no idea who that is. Yeah, no, he's the, he's the Nike exec. Okay. He's decided um, so he wants he, to play fantasy basketball too. Well, he, you know, I think he was the he was the guy that sort of you know um, talked to the Jordans and the Jameses and the Bryants of the world. So, so as a um, relationship goes, he's a he's yeah, a fucking sales manager, pretty much. He's a, he's a contract manager. That's not what you need. You need somebody who can run, can run run the cap and and bring people in. Anyway, um, yeah. So they're fucked. The, Do they the, trade for Ben Simmons? Well, the problem is they don't have a point guard. Like, you know, that's what that's what Philly really want, that's what don't Philly they? Want. Yeah, mm. yeah. Philly will get what they're given, though. I think uh, for all that Maury talks about, you know, he's prepared to do it for four years. He absolutely is no. not. No, and neither is his owners. Sam Hickey thought he had time too. Is it? Are we just? Is it just inevitable that it's going to be Kyrie for for Ben? That would be great. That would be glorious. <laughs> it would be awesome. It yeah. really would. It would solve everyone's problems too. Because you know, like uh, unless it's Kyrie for DeAndre Ayton, of course. Sorry, or or Ben for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, like like K. I think KD and and Ben Simmons are sort of kindred spirits. Like KD for all his yeah. genius is a bit of a a bit of a fragile ego. I thought, um, I thought you meant Kyrie and Ben Simmons were yeah, well, that's kindred probably spirits. more true. Um, what did you think of the? I was thinking about the NBA's top seventy-five list, right? And obvi- I, I don't think about these lists at all. To be perfectly honest, well, because I, they're I, just. I've got no historical context. Like I can't comment about you know players before I started watching basketball. But I was thinking about yeah. thinking about Westbrook versus say Ginobili or Clay, right? Who are not the top one or two guys on their side, but win you more games and more championships than someone like Westbrook. I just well, think- the math says that. Ginobili has has won more championships than Westbrook. Yeah. So, but you hate Westbrook. So <laughs> I don't hate him. I just think- You, we can pull seven years of fucking audio. <laughs> you hate 
Russell Westbrook. There's no, there's no, there's no audio of me ever saying I hate Russell Westbrook. There's no audio of you ever praising Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's probably true. I was just trying to make you go back through all the podcasts to see whether you could find a clip of me saying I hate Russell Westbrook. No, no, I, I, but I guarantee I won't find one saying that you like him or that you say anything positive of him. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I. I don't. I, the th- I think the thing that really. I think, I think you hate him because you can imagine trying to coach him, and you can imagine your your brain exploding and you're having a terrible fucking time. No, the the thing that gets me with Westbrook is everyone talks about how hard he plays, but he plays hard in like the twenty percent of the game that he likes playing hard. And no, then, he plays in the half of the game that's important, which is offense. Yeah. The rest of it doesn't matter. But even in offense, like if he doesn't have the ball, it's not like he's cutting hard or- well, if he doesn't have the ball, who cares? I mean, if you don't have the ball, why fucking try? <laughs> the rest of the game doesn't fucking matter. You really are Alan Iverson in, in but a this white is the thing. Body. This is, But this is the thing. This Russell Westbrook is a, an, a, an avatar for people who grew up loving that sort of basketball. The Alan Iverson, the fucking- ISO, the dick swinging, Rucker Park, Cooker Dude, that sort of, that sort of basketball. Russell Westbrook is the icon for that guy, for, mm. for that sort of basketball fan. And we know that basketball isn't one like that. I mean, we the the best basketball we've seen played this year has been played by teams who move the ball, who are unselfish, who always make the extra pass. Uh, and it, that's not Russell Westbrook basketball, but Westbrook is an icon for those sorts of players in a way that Manu. And company you're never likely to be, and that's why Russell's in the in the in the NBA seventy five, and, and Manu isn't, and because he's a sepo. True, yeah, I, I do think that's right. Like, I, I couldn't be asked going going to the stat site and finding it, but I was interested to see what Ginobili's and Clay's finals stats were like versus Westbrook's. Because both of those players, it's difficult to compare because Russ was never on it. Any of the t- any of those Dubs teams that Clay was on, or any of those teams that Ginobili uh, was on, was on a final side though. He was on a final side with a with like rookie essentially KD and James Harden mm. and uh, Abaka when they were basically Teen Titans. They had no fucking idea. <laughs> so it's. It's really difficult to, to, you know, they 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 really didn't know what they were. Uh, that, that if you've ever seen the uh, the crazy modern cartoon Teen Titans, that is absolutely true. Teen Titans, Teen Titans is the only good thing DC Comics has ever made. Yeah, because it's not fucking dark and dire. Oh well, yeah, because my other half was watching watching something. And I looked at it. And it was called Titans. I thought, what's that? Is that like Teen Titans, but 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 grim and miserable? And she said, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh okay. That's, Why not just that, make the fun thing? That's not entirely true. There's a uh, a Harley Quinn cartoon, which I'd heard really good raps at, and I thought, oh, you know, I'm always looking for new stuff for the boys. Let's um have a look at that. And within the first five seconds, Harley Quinn's going, here I am, motherfuckers. And I'm like, okay, this ain't for okay, the boys. This is, this is not meant for kids. <laughs> and- Harley Quinn should have been the giveaway. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, not a character for children. No, no, and this was definitely not watered down, Harley Quinn. <laughs> no. Um, my biggest overreaction to the half a week of basketball uh, has been: this has been fun as hell. Fuck your basketball. So, why is that? Do you think is it that the changing of the rules to? No, I just think I just think that because I think it's because I'm winning the. Well, this part of that because yesterday was fantastic because 
it, it the, the way that we've we've drawn up this ridiculous draft comp is basically just a way of making us care about teams that we wouldn't necessarily care about. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm way more invested in the Hawks than I should be, and I'm massively invested in whether the Kings beat the fucking Blazers or the Hornets Pacers game, which is a non-entity game for anybody with a pulse. Suddenly mattered to me because I've got the Hornets, and the Hornets managed to do them on the bell with a, a fantastic. Um, a pair of free throws that were called like it was an NBA Jam uh, Thunder fucking dunk. Who's got Who's got the dubs? Me. You. Yeah. You see. You. Of course, might, I've got the dubs. You might just win it just off the dubs. I don't think so because I I pulled them pretty early because I I had to pull them at six. Um, and I wanted to pull the Grizzlies here. Mm. That was what I actually had them numbered at. But I thought, well, the dubs are falling to me. I've got to take the dubs. And what I was interested by was as soon as I floated that idea, both you and Adam said, I would have taken the, the Grizzlies as soon as I could as well. And it was like we were all collectively much higher on the Grizzlies from our own research yeah. than um, Vegas had them or, you know, I think we were all quite keen on the, the Ja Morant, um, you know, Jaron Jackson, so on and so forth, Phil. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh. And they were real good against the um, – I mean, they beat the shit out of a terrible team the other day. Yeah. I was looking at my picks and I'm like, I think Denver might overachieve, Washington might overachieve, Minnesota might overachieve, uh, Toronto is definitely going to underachieve, and Boston. Toronto are no good, eh? Uh, yeah. Toronto are still playing like they're living in Tampa. They are missing their best player, but still. Um, I, I really thought going home would, would give him five to a, a massive boost, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Tor- no one wants to live in fucking Toronto. And then, you know. Adam's gone. Adam, Adam went with all the teams that you would think. Well, the thing is, it looks at the teams that Adam picked in the West, and it was literally, I think I picked all those teams in the West either last year or the year before. Mm. It was like Blazers, Clippers, Lakers, Mavericks. It was a, a whole sequence of teams that I know that I've picked as a as a as a group before. Group of five before. Uh, it just might be. This might be just the year not to be on them. I did joke that the Rockets cut Exum because he was too good. And now, having seen what Minnesota did to him, maybe that wasn't a joke. Yeah. They, yeah. they look properly bad. They look. And they look they like look, the, the, their only their only um, plan for this year is to let their draft pick shoot as many times as possible. Yep. Jalen Green, they've got it. Yeah, they've got the green. And they're looking to get, yeah, they might as well be smoking. The- Any other overreactions? Basketball's good. I have to come back and say something, don't I? I, I think that's that's. Look, it was it was a, about as good of a start to the season as you, as you could have asked for. Like even those games today, right? The Heat clamping down on the defensive end and moving the ball around and and lo- looking really cool, even though the Bucks were very short-handed and you can't really expect them to win that game. Uh and just the drama of have the Mavs, you know, wasted a year of Luca's. Career. Uh, it won't just be one year. But this is the thing, mm. that, that Daryl Morey coming out and saying, oh, we'll take four years if we want. I guarantee Joel and Bede saying, no, you fucking, fucking won't, won't take four years. Because yeah. that means that Tobias Harris is their second best player and he ain't wanting any of that. No, you, you, you can't play basketball like that. The message is meant to be for Ben Simmons that, you know, we'll waste your prime if we have to. Mm. But you're going to waste a lot more than his prime. Yeah, you can't just you can't just take that roster spot and burn it. Like you, you got to have something in there, otherwise 
I, I, like literally you would have to park Embiid for the whole year and say, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna let you put any more miles on your body. Go and sit down until we trade Ben Simmons. Um, and they're not gonna do that either. So it's just Daryl Morey just leaning into this idea that that basketball players are just assets to be exploited to a level which is kind of gross and also weaponizing in that the fantasy basketball obsessions of fans against the players themselves I really haven't liked the discourse around Ben Simmons in the last couple of days particularly today I've really not liked it at all I mean he is a flawed player he is clearly a bit of a fuckwit he is all the worst parts of Nick Kyrgios and then a whole lot more worse but he, they appear to be trying to destroy him, mm. just, and just that like- really, I don't, I don't think this is a, a really. I really find this fucking obnoxious. I, don't, I know he gets paid a lot of money. I know he's meant to be a, a fucking a, a tough sports guy and fucking power through it, but he's still a fucking human being. Yeah, just. Just uh, and the, his brain will go pop at some stage. Just let the dude go and play somewhere else. Like the thing is that they fucked up when they let Doc Rivers and Embiid throw him under the bus, and let, they destroyed his value. Like I know Ben destroyed it a little bit, but they easily could have. Um, but the, the, that the the, the pass the, the the laid off dunk that was bad, but mm. also was old mate missing the free throws, and th- th- he didn't single handedly. Nobody loses a basketball game by themselves. No, not in one moment. It's a fucking. No, it's a heap of moments. Um. Anyway, I, I just want him to go somewhere. I want him to go to a half decent place where the the, the coaching staff and the front office actually are trying to build him up, not tear him down. Um. Yeah. So send him to my Kangs. Okay. We'll, we'll sort it out. <laughs> send him to your Dubs. That'd be really interesting. No, the Dubs would be too much pressure. He's better off on legs. Wouldn't nobody? Well, nobody will even notice that he's there. Well, you don't have to worry about Ben shooting from mid range when when um, Curry can trash talk Paul George and then just pull up at the logo and put it in. He was. I, mean, I only caught the first half of today's game because I had a. An important meeting at the pub, mm-hmm. but um, good lord, that was good time. The, the, the only, the only objectionable thing about any of that game was the those fuck awful Clippers uh, yeah. jerseys. What the fuck? They need a serious rebrand when they go to their um. They looked like they were generated off templates mm-hmm. by you know the most the laziest fucking. I know they were meant to be uh, Wilt throwbacks, but they were nasty. They weren't good. Not in a good way. <laughs> Mm. All right, Doc, let's come back and talk some tunes. Let's do that. This was Bulls Podcast. We were the Doc and Bezo, and we will talk to you next week. Cheers. See ya. Still doesn't know.